about to enter a world of pain, suffering, and laughter. What's that? Oh, I, I can't. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I was going to say, what's that about a hot mic? Hey, you're listening to Worst Gig Ever. I am Mike Pace. I am Jeff Carlock. <laughs> I am what I am. <laughs> and that's all that our guest is this week. His name is Todd Goldstein. You may know him from his uh, musical project, Arms, or you may know him from his previous band, The Harlem Shakes. Or you may know him from both of them. Or you may know him as a graphic design student in grad school if you go to grad school with Todd Goldstein, <laughs> which I don't know if you do. But Todd has some great worst gig stories from his days in the Harlem Shakes. But he's also got his head on his shoulders. He's doing it right. We get into like the nitty gritty of how you put stuff out by yourself yep. these days. Uh, a lot of uh, informative information, you might say, if you wanted to say the same word twice. It's, it is informative uh, information to inform people. He seems to know what he's talking about. He uh, does. You know who else knows what they're talking about? Who, Mike? I would say all of our other guests. Every single one? And yes, if you could check Oof. out their, their previous episodes, you'd know. So go to worstgigeverpodcast.tumblr.com Check us out on iTunes. We're on Facebook, Stitcher Radio. Email us, worstgigever at gmail.com. We are on Twitter, at worstgigever at Mikey Pace at G Garlock we are there for you and we'll uh, we'll get you we would love to get you so send us anything any suggestions any comments any yeah. loves any hates exactly we want to hear it all and you can hear Todd and his band Arms the website is armsarms.com they are, will be playing CMJ if you're listening to this prior to October if not a go for give it yourself, yourself. <laughs> uh, but in the meantime here's Todd Goldstein Take it away. Take it away. Worst gig ever. The first one that came to mind was it was a very small. It was a very small worst gig ever. But thinking about it, of all of the things that went wrong in it, it would easily win the worst gig ever award. <laughs> Uh, 2006, um, when Arms was just kind of like a solo project for me, it had just started to get some internet attention. I was very excited. Things mm -hmm. were going well. Uh, and I, uh, had just started dating, uh, this girl, uh, and decided that that would be a really good time to like invite her to one of my solo shows, you know? <laughs> um, and, uh, or <laughs> the good. Yeah. Just so she knows, you know, what she's getting into. Exactly. So, uh, the show was at uh, Lit Lounge. Um, of course, we all know Lit. So yes. there's, there's that. We all uh, Lit. Lit for the and listener, Lit is uh, was an East Village uh, club in a basement. Was. Was. Still, still is. is. Still is. I figured it must yeah. still exist. It's, it's dead to me. Yeah. There's yeah. one yeah. has played a couple shows we've, at Lit. I think we've all done our time yeah. at Lit. It's, the, it's the, one of those, it's in that vortex of near clubs that you'd play. Terrible load in. Up. With Terrible load-in. Oh, yeah, you're going oh, yeah, you're just up and stairs. down, very yeah. narrow stairs. Everything's and smaller than you think it's going to be. Everything sort of smells like cocaine. Yep. Tiny cave-like cavern. It is yeah. very cave-like. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so... so Low down. ceilings. Yeah. Uh, so I, I was, it was an acoustic show. It was a solo show. And um, I was also very excited because a manager that I had been talking to had been expressing interest. Mm. And he was going to also come to that show. And Putting I, the feelers out. You yes. know, and I, I, I promoted heavily on the internet. <laughs> I, I let everybody know about what was going on. And I show up to the gig and... Um, uh, there's uh, nobody there um, except for a older, an older fellow, and I think his nephew. Uh, the older fellow professed to be a fan of Arms, which I, I was sort of excited about because I had met many of those at that point. <laughs> right. um, but literally, there was nobody else there uh -huh. and, until the girl that I was dating showed up and realized that there was nobody there when it was just going to be her and like the uh, sort of you know father super son fan. like yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
And so despite all of this, I decided I would go ahead and, you know, play the thing and do the thing. You got to pro gear, pro attitude, the situation. <laughs> and, uh, That's the reverse you know. way of, of, of how we use the phrase. But <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You go on, um, yeah. You, sold, you, you got to do the show, up, you know. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I get on stage and I start playing. And over the course of the, the set... I break two separate Ooh, strings uh, and, you know, got to take the time to change those strings. I was really just like soldiering forth <laughs> right. through this. Um, Do you have witty banter know, for those three people? <laughs> well, what happened was I, I, I was taking so long with the strings that uh, that the older guy offered his son or nephew to tell a joke. So while I was changing my strings, a child was telling jokes uh, to my like almost girlfriend at that point. And killing, and give him the credit he deserves. He, he was I, five. It was pretty. It was it was a good moment. You know, right. we, we did our best to make it work. And also while this was happening, I noticed the manager that I'd been talking to come into the room, stay for about twenty seconds, and then just leave. Uh. And uh, yeah, and then I broke another string later. It was a total of two strings throughout the whole thing, and I think there was a certain point in which I just sort of gave up and called it. Did the did the attendance increase at all? No, no. Were there other bands, or was it just you? I want to say I may have been like first of seven or however many they book out. Not even the other bands. It was like a weeknight or something. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. I mean the weeknight at lit. Yeah, little, just, I mean, weekend at lit is a yeah. little rough sometimes. Oh yeah, weeknight at lit. I mean, that's that, shades of terrible. And and, and what happened with the relationship? We dated for about four years. Oh, so, all right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 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 And I she mean, reeled her in. Yeah, exactly. That, that's a pretty brutal. So that's a good one. Yeah, that's, that's, a, good, that's a good delving in one because there, there, um, we've all been there. But yeah. this idea that there's nobody there to begin with, you're flustered, and then you break the string. So I'm assuming that the time to change the string. Is is retarded to use the proper term, you know, proper in, both, in all term, senses of the word. You're yeah. just you, yeah. you get trapped into that. You can't go any faster. You're just you just have to do. It was like being in a terrible dream in which you're like, I have to, I have to collect all of these buckets. Yeah. I have to collect all of these buckets. And you're putting in those all the buckets and you're just like, it's a thing I have to do. It makes no <laughs> yeah. sense, but you just have to complete the task. Yeah. It was sort of yeah. what that felt like. Yeah, I mean, that's... that's, And we've, we've talked about it on the show before. That reminds me of an early Oxford Collapse show at uh, Lux in Brooklyn, which I'm mm, sure you... It may have what, actually even been before my time. Lux is now Trash Bar. Tra- yeah, it, was, it became oh, Trash sure, Bar. Sure, sure, but it was called Lux. Was it, the birth Place of Electro Clash. Yeah, I think yeah. it might have yeah. been. Panthers okay. played a couple Electro Clash yeah. shows there, <laughs> much to my chagrin. But we had one again, <laughs> first of like seven bands. Uh, I think it was a Saturday though, but it was like we had like a five thirty p.m. slot. We oh were asked God. to fill in for like the band that had dropped off. We had one paying customer, Ay- and oh. the promoter demanded that we pay him twenty dollars. Wow, to pay the sound guy. That's <laughs> that was that's New York rock and roll yeah, right yeah. there. That, I mean, so, so at least there's free tater tots and not not supposedly even, not, open bar. This, is, this was no, this was pre any kind. Oh, uh, it was basically this before they started in Brooklyn paying yes. people yeah. to come to their shows. Pretty yeah. much. Uh, did the sound guy at Lit do the whole like you know? So how long's your set? You want to maybe, you know, we can wait like five more because that's how we would always. That's when I knew things were going to be bad. Where like, especially for like, they would just be like, so you're going to play short set. I can push it, man. I can push it like five. Just like hoping there's two <laughs> other people breathing down trickling. my neck, and yeah. you know the push. Oh my god, I haven't thought about that in a while. The pushing oh of god. the start time, right? <laughs> it never feels good. It's not like those two minutes or those five minutes are gonna like open the floodgates, right? Right. Where Suddenly all of everybody lit comes. is full, <laughs> and it's just like, oh, we were just waiting. So I told you we just had to wait five minutes. Yeah. And now I know how this club works. This You're is welcome. this is um. So this is an early arm show, but yeah. but Harlem Shakes is also forming around this time? That would be, yeah, those things would be sort of concurrent. Okay. So yeah. where were those guys at the show? Oh, they weren't coming. I was just the new guy. <laughs> I was, you know, I was <laughs> like, oh, by the way, I got this other thing. And, okay. you know, I think they, they started coming to the shows a, a little bit later. I think I probably had almost just joined the band by that so, point. Okay, so they, were, they were already existed as a band, and you joined them. Right, yeah. Okay. Um, so this 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 time period oh six oh seven kind of the glory 
years for all of us. That was oh, a, yeah. Uh, yeah, in terms of doing days. a fragrant time <laughs> yeah. for a band's <laughs> You know, and 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 Harlem Shakes had, had garnered a reputation of sorts and there was uh there was some steam going. Sure, yeah. Um so what happened? Uh, well, how did we break up? How did you break up? Yeah, oh, what? Yeah. You know, maybe a worse gig from that. Uh, okay, that sure. era. Um, well, um, I think when I joined the band in 2006, they had it was uh, the the way I perceived it was like they were like really really young. They were maybe 19 and 20, playing in like the New York Chennai, like Oof. or like early like post strokes pre like animal collective yeah. indie rock time right. uh when like the lower east side was still cool as like the lower east side oh, cool two, was like oh, a, three, exactly maybe, yeah. yeah they had been playing literally when they were still in high school and they got a name that way um which is how they ended up with a name like the harlem shakes at that time <laughs> yeah. which, which was like just like a like an albatross around the band's neck from then on um and when i joined they Same had kind that. of like <laughs> felt like they were like caught with their pants down where they're like oh god i don't want to make we don't want to be this kind of band at all like oh, we want right. to be like a heady indie rock band we don't want to be like cool like jacket wearing new york yeah. band you there know? was no escape though um, there was no, no exactly escape not. in the in the the articles and oh, the interviews yeah. you it were just, it just hung yeah. hung there yeah Brooklyn Heavy. bands. Yeah. yeah, we were uh, the Brooklyn band when when people were starting to call things Brooklyn bands. But but uh, yeah, you know when I got around and we started recording new material, you know they got us on tour with you know the up and coming indie rock touring indie rock bands of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, I guess some of the worst gigs from that time were like when we got on tour with bands that we didn't want to be on tour with but it was like a clear like career move in terms of like getting the shit started you know right um so we were on tour with the band that should i name them i don't i would love for you to but right okay their their band name is the same word twice with a uh adjoining uh element in between that tells you it is it's a shortened version of and in the middle. So it's oh, one okay. word. Guns and roses. Guns and roses. Right. Only the first and last word are the same word. We'll okay. call it that if you can okay. sort of triangulate. I think this um, band might also have this, the name might also be a musical format perhaps. It is. It is okay. indeed. Yes. indeed. We're on the I same remember page. this band from uh, uh, garnering, we got some comparisons. Oh, oh yes. No, no, no. <laughs> All right. You guys were much better than the aforementioned band. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, and, uh, you know, we're excited to go on tour with them. We're like, oh, it'll be cool. It'll be a fun time. You know, these guys are, you know, they're getting somewhere and we'll, they definitely had a moment. Yeah. We're we're dead center of their moment. So, you know, uh, uh, we got on tour with them and they had a crazy tour bus because they were sponsored by the, a a baseball video game. (laughs) So they had a gigantic, like the baseball video game stuff was like emblazoned all over it and they had these like mookie dudes like traveling with them setting up like gaming consoles Ooh, really? all over oh, yeah. the shows which was just very strange just weirded sure. us out to to no end um and there was also a, the first of three band was a band called Ladyhawk from oh, sure yeah, uh, yeah. i remember Ladyhawk the sort of like neil youngy guitar band uh montreal i think montreal. Um, yeah, I'm not gonna. Now I'm just gonna be, be like with the 1986 stuff? Matthew Broderick movie Lady Hawk, which was like right. a some would say medieval. maybe they probably got their name <laughs> from yeah, that movie. Yeah, this just an educated guess. Actually, there was yeah, also yeah. a UK group called Lady Hawk right. that we had played with while we were over there, probably about oh seven. I think or there have been three bands yeah. called Lady Hawk, and of course the, the aforementioned period. Matthew Broderick film. Right, right, exactly, <laughs> yes. exactly. Okay, so we have we have a anyway package going on, and you know and. The shows are good and it's all right, but we after a certain point we realized like this is just like whack beyond belief. Right, just <laughs> is just really uncool. And the the first band, Lady Hawk, we become buddies with. They're sort of like stoner metalhead guys and hilarious right. and all this stuff. And we just end up sitting in the dressing rooms while the aforementioned band is playing, just like hanging our heads and being like, "Well, this is not our audience. Like we just don't. <laughs> we're not. We're not happy to be there at any moment." And then the whole thing sort of culminates, and for a certain point, the singer of Lady Hawk is just has has completely lost his his uh, gourd, and he he like he runs he runs into the 
and he runs into the the uh, the dressing room while uh, while the band is playing, and he's just screaming the aforementioned band's name, the aforementioned band's name, the aforementioned band's name, and he and he throws a bottle into the ceiling, and the ceiling of the dressing room comes crashing down <laughs> around us. We're just like this is this is just like the end of this whole thing. Uh, that was really the that was really now, how many was weeks that, was this? Tour? That was a six week tour. Oh, six weeks now, is wait, a rough one. Was yeah. this because you guys just you didn't get along with the headliner or the audiences weren't responding? Because sometimes you can tour with a band that maybe that you guys get along. It's you know you don't necessarily well, sure, have to yeah. sound similar. Or maybe the tour know. stinks, right, right. but like you get along. But it sounds in this that sounds case like most that, like, Panthers tours. <laughs> like got along. Didn't yeah. sound like them. Nice and, guys. Well, yeah. Nice yeah. guys. Exactly. Nice guys. Yeah. And I'm sure yeah. they said the same thing about yeah. us. Sure. sure. Great guys. Love we had. We yeah. had. It was. It was. It was nice guys. Bad band. Was, yeah. And, right. Uh, right. Yeah, like, you guys look no, like you're guy. having fun. GGBB. Good guys. Bad band. You guys are having fun up there. But so so it sounds like there wasn't. You just didn't connect with. Oh, there the guys and the audience. Kind of, they were sort of, uh, which is odd because kind of, if it's you know, the band I'm thinking of, like, who the fuck are they? No, that was <laughs> that was well, the whole thing. That was what I'm thinking of, and maybe this is this is not the case because I'm sort of quote unquote out of the game, but like 06, 07, Pitchfork was kind of at least to me. It seemed like they were at the height of their power. Oh, sure. Like they their were reviews kingmakers. could make or break bands. And the band that we're talking about, and you can email us at worstgigever at gmail.com or tweet <laughs> us at worstgigever, and we'll fill you in on who we're talking about. I mean, they were one of the, the earlier bands to, to get, like, the pitchfork oh, yeah. seal yeah. of approval. approval. And they really benefited from that, at least for that one record. Yeah, there was a very quick sort of unspoken retraction, I think, yes. once that band started, right. like... Playing live, and they were like, I feel like they were the beginning Ansari of sorry like, would be into them for that <laughs> one record, right? And then just like, all, all mentioned, they <laughs> yes. just it was yeah, there's yeah. dead to them yeah. they, as if they never existed. So I could, um, I would assume only that the crowds that are coming to this are like just broy to the max. Yeah. It was just the beginning of indie bros, okay. and right. just, okay. we were just indie like, bros no, is yeah. a good term. Yeah. That is yeah. very true. Yeah. Like yeah. it's like white hat indie rock. Yeah, where yeah. I was like, these are the guys who used to make fun of me of, in high school, and like they're coming to these guys. I was just like we. We were just like at the wrong party right yeah did you also like were i assume you were in like a van uh right? we were in a minivan minivan yep. a so did you have yeah. also though like you know the headliner uh tour distances like where like the headliner oh, like yeah. it, the distances make sense because they're in a vehicle that makes sense and they could drive over right it's, it's easy for those guys yes. but yeah uh those are a nightmare yeah we had yeah. that with high on fire once we're best tour i've ever been on but yeah, it was just like oh we've got two days off and you got to get to vancouver from minnesota yeah, yeah. and you're just like yeah. okay we're in well, a van i guess we'll never stop driving well uh here's a here's a one of those one of them stories <laughs> is uh the, our last tour that we did was a was like the best and worst tour because it was the moment that we realized that we definitely didn't want to be a band anymore. Uh-huh. <laughs> but it was it was six weeks on Passion Pit's first like nationwide mm-hmm. touring thing, and we were it was just like you know the biggest, most beautiful, wonderful gigs. It was it was amazing. It was really fun. Um, but it was also while we realized we just like completely irrevocably hated each other right. and yeah. and we're heading out on the on the, you know the, for the first couple of dates of the tour and the uh, shitty mom's minivan with the trailer attached to it uh, <laughs> just 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 blew in the middle of uh, South Dakota right. in the summer and we were stuck for two and a half days in some Ugh. terrible town and then we had to get to Vancouver in I think you know, eight hours or something like that. It's drove a great overnight. way to yeah. question your life you and know. every choice yeah. that you've made. Well, yeah. it's, uh, there, there are a couple things. Um, I mean, because Oxford Collapse also toured in minivans. I mean, there were only three of us, so we could fit all of our gear so and ourselves in, in the minivan. And we always rented. We had our own vans the first two tours, 91 Chevy conversion. We had a 91 Chevy conversion van and then a 92 Chevy conversion van. Actually, nice. something that, because you yeah. brought up the minivan, and that, not so go in on your multiple points but we'll get to that but i something i've never thought about was the minivan uh was there more stress equipment wise 
in uh in like leaving it out at night like because like oh, in yeah. some ways like van for me it's yeah. like you know one it's got like a stamp on of like hey there's probably shit in here that you can steal but there's usually like tinted windows except sure. but like minivan like it you know, like it feels like it there, it's even more exposed you know what yeah, I mean, there's our, there's a our, whole drum lifted yeah. you know in our times. case oh really yeah how many times like yeah i think it was twice Oof. yeah we, yeah we, we only had once in montreal but we yeah. got broken into in uh, in Memphis, but and that was just we went for lunch and we got and right. somehow like whatever and they just grabbed uh, I sent my duffel bag that had my um my computer in it. They didn't take any of our gear. Never that never happened overnight. And if we were staying, I would always ask like, would you it, do the bring in? Because you had, no, I would equipment. I would ask our if we were staying with someone. We I'd do the like, bring in in arms, but only because we've learned. We've right, all been sure. around long enough. Where we're like, well, because that's what we got bro- in by. Manchester. Panthers was on tour in Manchester, uh, and uh, we got broken in, even though we had brought everything into this poor kid's apartment, yeah. like an upstairs apartment in the middle of Manchester, because our driver, who we ended up firing, left his little tiny satchel bag that only had a pack of cigarettes in it, and another <laughs> denim shirt that looked exactly like the denim shirt he wore all day, and they broke in yeah. just to get that little bag. Oh my uh, God. And I was so frustrated because I lifted all his <laughs> shit and still we got broken into. I it mean, was a beautiful bag. It yeah, was fair. a wonderful looking bag. Gorgeous, Dan. <laughs> yeah. A deluxe um, satchel. I would always ask the person, because we almost always stay, stayed with people. I'd always ask them, like, is it cool to leave the stuff in the car? Right. And people, and if people were like, nah, you should bring the stuff in, we'd bring the stuff in. But most of the time, we'd just leave it in the van. And we'd sure, right, yeah. park in a certain way. And we never had any issues. Um, but the other thing that, I, that is an interesting point is when you're talking about the sponsorship of the, the tour, the headlining bands, you know, the branding. And this is <laughs> right at that time when like these corporate sponsors are really trying to figure out how do we like get involved oh, yeah. with indie rock like right. Panthers had the experience with uh, Sparks right we had a Sparks guys- oh, yeah. Yeah. oh yeah for you guys five weeks uh, all vice bands and sponsored by Sparks oh god bless which only translated to 1500 bucks per band which it's nothing to cough but like we yeah, just gave nice that to our tour manager because we it was nice to have our friend Sean on yeah. tour uh, Sean Agnew, who books in Philly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they sent cases of Sparks to wow. every single venue just for the bands. And I don't drink either. So, like, they would just be like, oh, no, you got Sparks. That's what you can drink. Like, <laughs> And so even, like, bottles of water were hard to get sometimes. <laughs> but sometimes they would send swag. You're forced to drink Sparks. Yeah, there were, like, there were Sparks flashlights and Sparks, like, those like Spencer's gifts things where you can like uh, what are they called where you put your hands on the electricity? Oh, the bo- uh, glowing I, yeah, orbs. Yeah, but they had oh, those man. but with Sparks cans, wow. giant Sparks banners that would show up at every show. <laughs> it was a nightmare. <laughs> like we don't have to. You don't have to put that right. for this I mean, one. This is the, the one most we'll intrusive get versus like Scion, the car company, yeah. does the same thing for metal and like grindcore shows, but they are actually the most like. Uh, the best sponsor I've ever seen, only because they don't do anything. <laughs> like they hardly—they're just yeah. like, here are some things to put out, maybe if you care. But like they paid for us yeah. to go to South by Southwest, gave us well, all individual hotels. That's rooms. a perfect point. And I mean, uh, for the listener, Todd just came from a Converse record- sponsored recording thing. And Rubber I think tracks. Maybe, yeah. Maybe now in 2013, like these companies have gotten their shit together. But I think we can all speak to like going to South by Southwest and like getting bundles full you know jeans and sneakers oh and like yeah i remember the levi's we, i got a, i got a beautiful yeah. denim jacket yeah, and, i mean just like i mean you know, and, wear, and it's, you know? there's legitimately like a post being in a band moment where i was like oh fuck i have to buy clothes <laughs> like <laughs> just because like in just because i wear the same outfit of like band shirt black shirt or jeans but I ran out of the jeans and shitty shoes I would get from Converse. Actually, for this black IZOD polo I'm currently wearing got from a lady that worked at IZOD who sent us a a box full of Swag polo bag. shirts. Yeah. I wouldn't have thought that IZOD would be trying to get involved with you, bands. You would think, I mean, and yeah. these are not, no, <laughs> you know, not you know. to, you know, I mean, this is like a $70 shirt. shirt. That was a nice shirt. <laughs> so the point being is that I mean, but that's just, uh, it is that it's nice to, you know, I remember playing a ca- uh, multiple Camel cigarette oh, sponsor sure. just only because they paid right. so well. Oh, and that yeah, was yeah. the one battle we had in Panthers. Yeah. Oh, that we first, had that same battle. Yeah. Why, I, and uh, it was Marlboro. Yeah. yeah. It was that, there was a Camel tent at South By that they played. 
And I remember for some reason that was the thing where like other guys in the band didn't want to do it while they were smoking. And <laughs> I was just sitting there like, like, I don't want to feel like I'm promoting this to right. And I was else. like, I don't like, do any of this shit. And I, in some ways, I'm just like, sure, give me your dumb money, idiots. Right. Like well, whatever. Actually, in the Harlem Shakes thing, we had we were offered for this this Marlboro comp uh, where, in fact, the aforementioned band was mm-hmm. also on this, uh, among <laughs> other uh, bands, uh, largely from Chicago for some reason. But they, it was all expenses paid. They would fly us out to Chicago uh, to re-record a song of ours so it could legally be used on oh, this right. for whatever reason. Um, they would give us $15,000. That's uh, beautiful. Uh, and with, you know, the catches being that because our drummer was under 21 at the time, he couldn't play on the recording. <laughs> So in the sort of like cartoon Weird. scenario, they brought in this like big kind of like burly tattooed session guy who was like, was like, all right, like, how's the song go? And like, I think I listened to it. I think I know it pretty well. While our actual drummer was literally standing behind him being like, uh, no, you have to, you, you just, can you do it? Can you have to hand, right hand, left hand, right? And then like, and then back and forth. And that's how I do it to sort of get there. And he's like, okay, all right, cool. No, no, I think I got it. It's cool. And he nailed you know, it. And he totally nailed it. Uh, and there was a, a Pro huge, Pro uh, exactly. Yeah, that was just the the P, you know PGPA. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, you know, and in the end, we we at, we were had this you know this big fight about whether we should do it because it's this Marlboro compilation right. and it's going to be free to whatever and something and you know it was so much money and you know a lot of hand wringing and and finally we decided to do it. I have never seen a single piece of proof that this thing <laughs> right. existed. Yeah. You can't find it on eBay. <laughs> right. Like I think they threw it uh, away when it was done. Fifteen right. grand and, you know, is a lot. That's a, I mean, that's it funded our first EP. Let us self release yeah. our first EP. It was like yeah. the best. Yeah. Like, cause that's the thing that you think like, like, yeah, like we were on a couple video games. We got like 500 bucks for that, which is <laughs> yeah. like, but that's for the band. And like, that was just like, cool. Yeah. That paid for like a couple gas tanks. Yeah. Right. Like honestly at a certain point. Uh, and that, yeah, I, I think I'm still not sure where, I guess at this point I still don't care. Yeah. Most of the time I would just be like, I don't know. My punk background still makes me think that I shouldn't be doing this. Right. But also, I feel like I'm screwing them because they're paying modern us Modern man of today brain idiocy. tells me, yeah, go exactly. for it. 35-year-old <laughs> broke Jeff would love to get that. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's, it's so odd. Like in, it was a heady time. Like yeah, was, yeah, yeah. You're just on the cusp of the selling out thing, just kind of going out the window for <laughs> right. everybody. And you're still like, but should we? And you're like, yeah, right, yes. yeah, of course you should. But, uh, so... so you you uh, intimated that on this last the last Harlem Shakes tour, even though it was a fun tour, you didn't have to worry about were people going to be there, whatever. Um, you guys had come to the end of your rope. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. and so it was, how many years in are we at this point? That would have been like four years okay. ish. Yeah, and was there by by that point because you broke up not uh, long after your your record came out, is right? Uh, yeah, I mean we had we got a good maybe two, two decent sized tours in on the record and then the record came out in March of 2009 and we broke up in September of 2009 yeah. so right yeah. so i'm just assuming though to break i mean cuz that's still in the grand scheme of a touring cycle yeah pretty pretty close to when the time the record comes out yeah absolutely so that the, the fact that you guys decided to call it there had to have been some uh hard decisions oh, yeah. to make about yeah, yeah. that yeah i mean i think it was like uh you know, it's it's one of those things that weirdly I think I only understand now at uh, 31 than I I did. I guess I was probably 27 when mm-hmm. the band broke up. Um, but I was still of the mindset where I was like touring and, you know, making records is like really actually all I want to do. Yeah, and right. like, you know, you motherfuckers are not taking this seriously. And like, you know, there was a there was a lot of. Uh, singer was uh, not really doing well by us, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, I think we were also not ge- generally well doing, you know, doing well by each other, and and um, other guys just kind of hit this idea of they're like, that's not, I don't even want to be making records and touring, you know, right. or oh, like right. I've done that, I get the idea, this doesn't sound like a good life, right? Um, where I was like, that sounds like a great life. What are you guys crazy? Yeah. I quit. Um, so basically, I quit, and knowing that it would you know, dissolve the band because everybody was already in. So you were really the one person like, who wanted to keep it going? They were just I mean, I think everybody, it was like, it was like one of those, you know, these weird passive-aggressive relationships that just maintain for so long and nobody right. even knows what they actually yeah. think. Right. And are these, are they like, are they <laughs> like... Easier the, to not break up and just kind of keep being like, well, maybe like, I want to just do this. Are they, were yeah. they city kids? Did they grow up in Manhattan? Or uh, they, uh, two of them did. 
Two of them did. Okay. Yeah. Um, Maybe that explains it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Where they're just like, Strokes I don't know, like, well, you guys are just being, everybody's just being jerks and this whole thing feels weird, yeah. but we have to keep it together, you know? Right. But um, it just became clear we, like, got signed to a major label in the UK and they had all these big, you know, names attached to us and like, are we going to shoot Which label was like that? A, it was uh, Almost Gold. Okay. Um, which was, I forget what they were a subsidiary of, right. but... You know, we had like the killer's publicist and like Bjork's manager and like all of the stuff that was about to kind of take in, take into effect. We'd actually the you know it was a uh, the ink had barely dried on the contract mm-hmm. situation. Yeah, uh, when we were like, oh, actually, this sounds like not fun or doable at all. Right, um, right. and um, you know, I mean, I I say I, I quit and it dissolved the band, but I mean, I just I basically initiated the conversation. We should break up. Right. Yeah. Everyone was like, "Oh, thank God! Right. I don't want to do this either." <laughs> Glad you did it. Yeah. Right. No. Had it gone to a point where like you guys could essentially headline a certain size, would people come out to see, you, or is it still like a? Oh, we sold out uh, Music Hall and Bowery. Okay. And that was though we headlined and sold out Bowery, and that was our last show ever. Uh, wow, that's not a bad yeah. way to go out. It was not. I was gonna say, yeah. like, I'm not even sure Panthers ever got yeah. to that. Yeah, no, it was like it was like the good. Dollar. I'm like, I look back and then I'm like, that's we got a thing in, and right? We completed right. the thing. We got to level X, and right. after that is just a whole. But bunch I mean, of it, extra it speaks stuff, you know? to um, to get serious for a second. It speaks mm. to how important the interpersonal band relationship is. It doesn't matter, like how you know if you oh, can't yeah. get along. With the people at yeah. a very basic level, straight like, up get along. Yeah. You know, yeah. like it's not even about like loving each other or yeah. like having a really good working relationship. You just need to actually be able to function. Yeah. And everything, communication had completely broken down in the yeah. band, you know? So the band ends and then you step away from music for a little while? No, the band ends and then I immediately start arms the band. <laughs> uh, because I was like, fuck yeah. you guys. Yeah. Right. I, I want to do this for real. So I, uh, you know, I got I found some other guys to play with and. Uh, we are still playing to this day, the same guys. And but the, uh, on, on the, the flip side of that is that you're you're currently in grad school. Yeah. Too, right? Yes. So which I think is very admirable. Oh, I mean, I can, yeah. I can like Jeff. You know, we we like we spent our twenties essentially like playing band. Like this is it. This yeah. is it. Yeah. Um, and there wasn't really like a plan B. There's, I, there's still kind of, I, I mean, there still kind of isn't the plan B. Uh, but I love this idea. That, Figure it out, Pace. Yeah, no, this, this, the fact that, like, at a certain point, well, maybe you can speak to this rather than me trying to predict what you're doing. No, 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 say. articulate it for me. Like, uh, I'm you know, tired. That you're doing something that's unrelated to music that could yeah. become something else. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I, I played, I spent my 20s playing in bands. That was what yeah. I did. And I turned 30 and I had just basically poured I, I wrote this album summer skills which was the last arms full length which was like you know just one of those really big creative it was the biggest solo creative endeavor i'd ever mm-hmm. done you know i it was you know 11 or 12 songs there were it was this sort of like song cycle it was very uh, uh what am i saying ambitious and just heavily arranged and all of the lyrics kind of related to each other and it was this sort of big complete you know work of art yes. that i really wanted to be like taking seriously your magnum you know? opus it was the magnum yeah. opus that your i had in lies me. down on broadway yes. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> right um yeah so no yeah so i did that and um you know basically like throwing all my uh creative uh eggs into a basket uh and uh totally broke the bank on and was just like I'm gonna just let's do this I wanna get this going well here's a question though did you then do like a full scale tour for that or did was it just kinda like I made this record I'm on a different place in my life right now uh, I mean, you know, having having done all this stuff before I sort of like I knew what you're supposed to do but I also didn't wanna like uh, do I, you know in my experience there was like the sort of like touring smart versus touring hard yeah uh which is like you could self-book a tour all over the country and it would be a total pain in the ass and you have no guarantee of draw and then it's just kind of like pouring money into a hole yep. or you could you know network and work your friends and try to get it together so that you can get on tour with a larger band and right. get their audience um and i basically was just like i've only i've seen i've seen it both ways and one is so vastly superior than the other i just need to like try to get that thing going and uh you know it just wasn't uh wasn't that easy yeah Uh, so we got some dates with some good bands you know kind of here and there um not really much and our publicist totally just shanked it um in the way that they do 
Nobody told us to not self-release an album in November when you don't have a label. Like right. not not the manager, not the not the uh, uh, lawyers, not the publicist. Nobody was like, hey, 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 hold it up there, right. excited guys. Like, yeah. I know it's going to be hard, but you should wait for like three months. Right. It's going to seem insane, right. but when it comes out in the new year and people actually pay attention, you'll right. thank me. Nobody said that. They're yeah. like, By the way, the music want. industry dies. You know, we yeah, were literally the just the f- shuts down. Yeah, it's, no, doors it, it, and I used to work at like, Arista Records, and even before I was doing this, it was, that was the same, it was just, everyone was just like, just, you're gone. This is, some, yeah. this is some inside baseball for the listener, but our, the first Oxford Collapse Sub Pop record, which came out in October of 2006, and it was, I think, the last album they put out. Mm-hmm. Because I remember what they were saying. It was something like, nobody releases records in, it must be December. Right. Either November or December. There's one, there's right. one month where, like, just bands don't put out records yeah, yeah, yeah. that month. And then December, it's all, like, end of the year kind of stuff. Yeah. And that's just one of these. So, okay, so you, you wound up putting out the record... Self-releasing yeah, so November with on a, December twenty fifth. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> perfect. Everyone loves it's New Year's. It's, yeah, like, it's a Christmas gift yeah, for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Here you go <laughs> on your doorstep. Uh, yeah, you know we uh, yeah we did that, and uh, you know I uh, I didn't think of it, and apparently nobody in our team did, and right. so we basically threw this uh, very um, ambitious and uh, you know intense piece of work. Uh, down the same hole that goes your money when you self-book a tour. You know? Right. And, uh, you know, and I watched it. You know, it's got, like, a little cult following, and that's cool, and, like, some stuff has come of it, and mm-hmm. it's been a long, slow, you know, kind of thing. But um, but after that whole thing went down, I was so tired and, like, looking at this and being like, am I going to fucking do this right. again? Like, do I have to just, like, work in restaurants and just, like, just like be like what is this what i'm doing like right. yeah. big right. crisis of faith really just like lost the whole mojo right. and um yeah and then i turned 30 and had some revelations and i was like i am going to be a graphic designer so now i'm in grad school for that That's, and it's great it's really awesome man model top yeah, yeah i mean it's, it sounds like the smart move well, yeah. <laughs> i mean just because i i find myself coming into a similar position where i'm working on all of these songs and i want to put it out but i'm like well i can't tour the way i used to like right. i'm not even necessarily interested and it sounds like i just need to avoid everything you did on your <laughs> no i mean but well, that, the plan is still playing out, out here out. you yeah. know you know but that's no that's a that's fascinating to me that like you know, I mean, the work stands for itself and is available, and people that want to hear it can hear yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there is got to be that kind of what if scenario. Um, you know, had it been pushed, or you know, maybe had you decided to tour in a different way for it. Um, but yeah, the, yeah. There's the what if can kill you, of course. Like, yes, because it's it's hard. It's hard. I mean, it's also like you know, it's like one, you're coming out of the Harlem Shakes. Uh, you're also coming out of the home shakes like we talked about being in like that whole Brooklyn world. So it's like, you know, at least I remember feeling that and I'm sure you felt that and you felt that of just like you had that period where everyone's, like you said, telling you like, oh, this is going to happen. This is going to happen because it's happening for the yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah happening. Right, right. And you're just like, all right. I mean, we're not really the same band, but right. OK. Uh, and then it doesn't exactly happen how they expected and everyone kind of fizzles away. And then, yeah, and then you put out this new deal and you you also have at least i again i know i feel where it's like you have that bit of like but i've done this before i should know how this goes right. you think you i literally i i had i had all of these thoughts which uh, in retrospect seemed like crazy delusional where right. i was like i know how this works right <laughs> right i'm like i've seen this happen before right. i just need to set all the pieces in motion and right. uh, everything will work out exactly the way i'd like it right to, so and i don't know if you but, have the same like that you have I know I had, and, and I've had to like reevaluate that if I'm going to play music or continue to play music in a different vein. Uh, you, there's that carryover of like, Ugh, but I, I, you know, I already got to this level with Panthers or Orchid. Like, I shouldn't have to do this shit show. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like, in the back of the gutter or like some <laughs> fucking, you <laughs> or know, at like, Lit Lounge. Yeah. Or at yeah, Lit. Yeah. I, yes. Honestly, my last band that played a bunch of shows, like every time we played Lit, I was just like, I shouldn't have to be at like, Lit. Man. Yeah. No. I did this like, 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah. Like, and that's the thing where you're like, I'm so now, glad to have met you guys. I feel like <laughs> there's like a real, there's a real thing going on here. Well, cause then, yeah, cause it's like, you're like, oh, now I'm 35. It was cute when I was 25. Oh, yeah. But yeah. even then, I would questioned it. And then all of a sudden, you're playing the same exact place and it's 
And it's not the same as like a call, like kind of like Ian McKay, like, oh, I really like being in this world. Like you're just like, <laughs> no, no I don't want to be in lit. Like <laughs> That's a great point. And I feel, and that was one of the things that contributed to Oxford Collapse ending was like doing the tour on the second sub pop record and like playing like the same places and like the attendance hasn't really gone up. And in some cases it's gone down and you really and you're far away from home and you start to question like everything. Yeah. And then, at least in my case, it was like, once it ended, it's like, I need to step away from, like, the last thing I want to do is do anything related to, like, rock music. Like, right. I don't want to play with other people. I don't, which is, makes sense why I moved to Austin, Texas. Live <laughs> music out of the world. Um, but, you know, you just, you need to. <laughs> you like, really want to keep it weird. I hear exactly it. why I moved to Los Angeles, California. Yeah, exactly. No music scene. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No um, industry. Right. But it, it's, I mean, it's one of these things that is soul crushing and like you do feel like you're owed something. But, you know, yeah. here's an interesting point. And I don't know if you guys have seen this documentary. It's on Netflix right now. The Other F Word. I have been. I've been I, <laughs> I, I watched I, it. Okay. Anyway, Todd, it sounds like. I see it. I see it in there and I'm like, oh, I should watch this. And then I'm sitting with my girlfriend and I'm like, we can't we can't watch this now. Right. I, I'm gonna watch. I, okay, now for for the list of the other f words documentary that came out, I think last year it's about it, it about a number of like punk rock dads, guys who were in bands in like the 80s Mostly and 90s. Mostly about Pennywise, and it centers on the guy <laughs> from Pennywise. And you're and I'm watching this, and the first half hour, I'm like. I want all of these people and their bands to sink into the ocean. Like I cannot. They're so Fat Mike. I mean, I don't want to disparage anyone on on air. <laughs> I, I, I just I grit my teeth Thinking I clench my Mike. fists <laughs> but then the movie goes on and like it's actually very affecting and you realize how difficult it is for all of these guys I mean who I have a, 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 a this is the largest story I do have a point here you realize how difficult it is for all of these guys who like it's unprecedented they're playing this type of music that was never going to get that big right um, how do they keep going when you're dealing with the natural uh, inclination you get you have kids at a certain point this is right. just what all human beings right. for the most part tend to do at a certain point you you stop being punk and you start right. getting real and having kids well and the but, weird part that it's like yeah it's like one like just you know it's like one like what else are you gonna do like because at a certain point it's like yeah you've got these kids but you're also like in your 40s well, like so it's a little harder to reboot but also there is like my dad used to talk about like how like you know the grateful dead he's like no matter what they got a business behind them like, and in some weird way, like Pennywise, like you were like, oh, wow, you have like a whole like crew of people yeah. who like will be out of a job. Sure, exactly. If you say, on, nah, on that, I'm just going to fucking hang And out. first of all, Todd, you should watch this with your girlfriend because my wife was coming in periodically and like definitely getting into it. Okay. Right. <laughs> but the, the point I was supposed to make, at some point they talked to the guy from the Vandals, the, okay. the main singer. Right. And this is, goes back to my point about being entitled about like, I don't want to do, I did this stuff. He says is like... What he says is basically like, whoever said that you should get paid to do this? Like, this right. is, you do this because you want to. This is kind of a right. joyous thing. And then somewhere along the line, people realize they could make, I mean, this is a simplistic thing, but. The Warp Tour show. Yeah, but yeah, you, you realize <laughs> that you could Revolutionize make money the music doing it. Exactly. Um, the way people listen to music. And I think that it speaks to, like, in all of our cases, doing this, getting those carrots dangled in front of your face, like, oh, if I just keep doing this. Then it gets to the next point, the next right. level, right. and then maybe I'll get to a point where I can like live off this and go all over the place right. and do this. Well, because I even it, going back to the Spark sponsorship, yeah. I remember when we were going to do a tour. And it was like we want to do a big Vice tour, so we're going to have three Vice bands, or it's going to be a big thing. Vice is going to help you guys out. The tour is not going to be as hard as your other tours, and we're going to get some cool sponsors. But that was like that ended up being kind of how most of the stuff worked out where it's like I remember I don't remember exactly who was on the list, but I was like, oh, I don't feel ashamed as much if they were the sponsors. And maybe there could actually be some interesting things. And then slowly it got whittled down and the <laughs> carrot turned into like the poop stick of sparks. <laughs> like, you know, it was it whittled down to a case of sparks. Yeah. But in that and, and in some ways that became like the 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 metaphor for how just a lot of things would would happen like sure. at that time you, yeah. you get that carrot the carrot's dangled yeah and then slowly the carrot gets switched at one point and you're like uh-oh and now, and now i'm in my 30 <laughs> now i'm 30 yeah well, yeah, yeah no exactly, exactly okay so so speak to this todd because you're doing arms you're in grad school all this stuff is happening and then back in the spring 
the whole Harlem Shake oh, yeah, web yeah. phenomenon yeah. happens. Shit, I was going to bring that up if you guys did. Well, let's, <laughs> let's hear from, from the man himself. Um, yeah, Bauer coming in right now. Uh, right. Is that how his name is pronounced? All right. Anyway. Uh, it's a boy, oh. actually. <laughs> is it? No, no. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, well, what, you know, so the, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, cause I don't, um, the, uh, what happened? So the internet, uh, thing phenomenon of this, these Harlem Shakes videos, uh, happened and, uh, you know, and almost instantaneously because of the, the fact of it having the same name as my old band, uh, it just resulted in this gigantic and noticeable bump in our, in, you know, attention to the old band. What happened? We got uh, 25,000 new Twitter followers in about six weeks. <laughs> wow. Um, That's insane. I uh, remember, I, I mean, honestly, I remember thinking, I didn't know what the fuck this, because I was just like, at the time, I was tired of paying attention to internet memes. Yeah. yeah. And How I, was that even possible? I thought it had to do with the, like, it I was, just assumed, I was like, oh, I remember that band. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, we probably play with them maybe at some point. <laughs> Oh, what, I wonder what this weird internet thing is. That's yeah, I mean, it's like it's like you know the most famous guy in the world. You know, uh, I say like if there was a world like a world famous serial killer right. named Mike Pace, <laughs> right? You know, and everyone like everyone who's ever met you be like, yeah. oh, I know a guy yeah. named. What is you know? Be like, is that the same? No, no, it's not. No, no. It's there not. actually is you a comedian <laughs> named Mike Pace. There's what, another like? comedian. Now there's yeah, there's uh, a guy in Colorado named I think he's in Colorado. There you go. He's also a serial killer. There's yeah, a, uh, a national team uh, Australian uh, uh, soccer player named Todd Goldstein. So look at where yeah, yeah, we're we're around. Yeah. But there are, there's only one Jeff Garlock. There's only one Jeff Garlock. <laughs> uh, so so basically um, outside you know maybe and there's some renewed interest in the oh in yeah the band, yeah so I mean, speak, you know there was there was a. Uh, the Brooklyn Vegan, uh, uh, the indie rock, uh, you know, oh, gold fuck. standard internet blog, uh, <laughs> yeah. that, that whole thing, um, you know, just like uh, hit me up about it because they noticed this and I did a little interview with them about it and so forth and that's what we were up to and and I, I fully expected, this is the sort of like uh, Hollywood sweet uh, silver lining of the thing, <laughs> which was that uh, when Harlem Shakes was a band, there were people who really loved the band, but we had some sh- like shit talkers like there right. we got like the worst pitchfork review i have ever seen short of well, the monkey well, 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 we should have a okay all right all right we'll have a we'll have a terrible <laughs> Jeff pitchfork can actually review. speak to i think we got a 0.4 really so <laughs> oh i'm so sorry we have for our first five, record but that know, was maybe yeah. what 2002 or something 2002 yeah. it was yeah. before pitchfork's tentacles oh, yeah. had really my right, response right. to it was who the fuck is pitchfork yeah. right and why do they hate us so much whereas i woke up in the morning and like literally like practically like cried right. and shit my pants at the right. same time. It was like it was so uh, awful. Yeah, um, you obviously win that one. I'm totally <laughs> wrong. Um, but yeah, you know there was like people who were just like, yeah, oh, fuck those guys. There's something somehow inauthentic about what it is yeah. that they're doing, and I can't put my finger on it. Fuck those guys. <laughs> right. Um, and uh, right. And but like, but in the years since then, uh, all of the haters have kind of quieted down. And like when this uh, Brooklyn Vegan thing, you know, came up, and I was sort of like half. Racing for impact, people being like, but a oh, overrated sure. sack of shits or whatever. Um, but it was a whole bunch of comments, and all of them were just like, that was the yeah. best band. Like, I really missed that band. You like, read the comments, like, balls. You know, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> well, I, that's like, kind of, I live in fear of the brotherhood. You think, you think, I, mean, I kept but, another pair of pants in the box of tissues. Yeah. <laughs> how could, like, yeah, these, how could the haters, like, oh, we got to come out of war work and hate on this band yeah, that's finally. been broken up for four years? <laughs> another chance. At the time, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a vitriolic, <laughs> knee jerk reaction we've all gotten. It. Yeah, yeah. And, but then in retrospect, I mean, Oh, come on, what you know? Oh, oh wait a second! Now I get to make my the perfect Harlem shakes. It's like I've been like, waiting for years. <laughs> Now's my chance. Dust it off. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so there was was there? If you couldn't see. Uh, he was yeah. just uh, blowing the uh, <laughs> dust <laughs> off of an old of box. An old tome. Yeah. <laughs> um, Harlem shake birds. <laughs> so there was no. Um, uh, it, it sounds like that band. Is done though. There was Harlem no, Shakes. yeah, there was no <laughs> yeah, yeah. like, uh, there's no coming back from. No, the no, 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 yeah, yeah, it was yeah. never. I'm, I'm, I am best, best friends with uh, a couple of those guys in the in the years since then, and continue to be. But where there is just, it's like. You yeah. realize you work better as friends. Than yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that definitely happens. We've been offered like large sums of money to play weddings and stuff like that, and we're like, should we? No, yeah. <laughs> right? Nope. Right. Um, the friendship just immediately gets destroyed. Yeah, yeah we're literally like, I hate you again. And like, <laughs> you alluded to it earlier. You you capped off with a really nice ending. Yep. You know, uh, just let sleeping dogs lie. Yeah. 
to quote Bob Goldthwait's uh, great <laughs> film from uh, that he directed about uh, women performing fellatio on dogs. dogs. Okay. Not women, just one woman. Yes. Nice. It's a nice film. Um, no idea that was where you're going with so, that. <laughs> so right now, you're, so you're doing arms, and you're yeah. in grad school at the same time. So yes. what's the like... What's the outlook? Are you, uh, what are you thinking to yourself? PMA? You got positive mental... <laughs> yeah, yeah, positive mental attitude about it? Trying to just hold on to that PMA? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah I don't know. I mean, I, I think I, I hit the realization that I think a lot of the guys in Harlem Shakes hit a long time ago, which was that, like, I love music and I love playing music, but I don't really love the life that, you know, that would afford one mm-hmm. if right. that was all what one was doing. Uh, and... Um, I realized in order to even keep doing music and not just hate it, um, I needed to have literally anything else that I was passionate about. And I, uh, yeah, and so, you know, I sort of like did a little like mental shopping and I was like, yeah, I could do this. I used to draw, like I used to be really into like doing visual art and, you know, I'm a modestly clever person and, you know, it seems like a good way to make money and so yeah. forth. And right. You know, that ended up being uh, exactly what I hoped it to be, which is cool. But um, in terms of arms, you know, we uh, the second I, like, literally almost like to the day, I got into grad school and then I heard from a small label that wanted to put out the new arms EP. Uh, so we have our first label in forever and they yeah. just put the record out on the 10th of September. Um, nice. And awesome. Congrats. They're doing a lovely job. It's Paper Garden Records is the name of yeah. the uh, label. And, you know... I'm being very frank, you know, where I'm like, I am a fucking adult. Right. You know, like, you're not going to make me go on tour tapes and I, I tapes. I was just going to ask sorry. you that. So you're, and, you're you letting know. them know. It's like, look, I'm, I'm kind of like, I'll play shows here and there, like but I don't will, expect me to be going out for weeks at a time. Yeah, you know, and like, I, will, I would love to tour. Touring is awesome, but yeah. I will only tour when it uh, seems like a good idea. Yeah. You right. know, I, I think I sort of like hung around like by the phone basically waiting for someone to be like, put your life on hold. You're going on tour with some <laughs> shitty band. You know? And I was like, great. And I Guns N' Roses wants you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, excellent. Just what I was hoping, you know. And, <laughs> and that whole push and pull just seemed like it just was completely unappealing. Right. But uh, I still like writing songs and I still like playing shows. So we're trying to do all of those things at once. And now. luckily, we're all in a we're in a world now where you can do that, essentially in your own apartment. Yeah, exactly. Given the time, you know, I don't even have to. Put <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Home Recording. Yeah, right. <laughs> you don't have that A and R guy looking at the clock. Yeah, every, yeah. You know, we don't hear a single. Yeah, uh, you have to shave a couple of minutes off that one. Yeah, yeah, that's that's. Right. Well, I, I, this guy, he's got a level head. This guy you got that right. I like that. I don't so know what that was. Took a minute to <laughs> get to this level of levelness. <laughs> So, so Todd, to bring this full circle, a question that we ask all of our guests: mm-hmm. What do you think of the word "gig"? <laughs> um, I never use it. Um, I think I, I maybe use it in writing, but I don't use it uh, spoken. You used uh, it in the interview earlier. I did. I yeah, you used yeah. It once I or twice. Know. But I think oh, yeah, you get you sucked are, into you the vibe are, of the yeah. show. I hear you. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's, uh, it speaks of a kind of, um, what is it? Uh, give me two seconds here. Gig is sort of like, um, jam, you know, right. like the word gig is like the word jam. I play gigs right. and I totally jam out. <laughs> right. Um, but really I prefer to say show yeah. or, uh, or, you know, or practice or something like that. <laughs> like the right it, it feels like the sort of the <laughs> jocular, yeah. You know. I think there's a, there's a moment, there's a sea change where practice becomes rehearsal. Yeah, exactly. Depending exactly. on, yeah. you know, the... Although rehearsal makes me think of, like, drama clubs, so I try sure, to say practice, right, yeah. but, but yeah, yeah. Well... Yeah, I leave practice, too. Pra- I've always practice been... Practice yeah. rehearsal, rehearsal is a little flauncy, yeah. I think. Yeah, there, yeah. You go, there you go. Todd, listen, you, you've come and you have some great stories. I, I did what I could, uh, thanks. You guys were a, I mean, a, a we, joy to, to Really, I felt like we... Chat uh, with. We had a we had a real just kind of throw down musician speak yeah pro gear pro two I hope we haven't alienated talk. your comedy audience no, but I feel like we've really done well by it's, it's, we did fuck them yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say it's always a comedy of errors here on <laughs> and I was gonna say fuck them <laughs> well listen Todd you may have to class tonight I don't know we got you got you got all this stuff going on there's so much there's there's it's a, it's an exciting time and like I said I really admire the fact that you're pursuing. Uh, various, uh, you know, practices, so to speak. Oh, thanks. So thanks. Jeff and I, just, we just got three little words for you. Three little words that have big meaning. Ugh. What are they? 
Get home safe. <laughs> <laughs> Worst gig ever. 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 ever.